This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, everybody. First on the agenda, free talk. Couple of ground rules. No shop talk. Also, no religion or politics. Too divisive. Also, don't tell a story about someone we don't all know. It makes people feel excluded. Other than that, sky's the limit. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V-I-G! I cannot take this I cannot take this like I'm literally about to cry right now mother let me get this straight okay let me get this mother straight whoa that's okay this is a workplace okay we don't talk like that here you should get on home with that kind of talk because this I don't know what this is but it's wrong and now 106.7 K-Rock K-R-O-Q and it's Rodney on the Rocks Still honking out hits. Our feature presentation. I wish we could honk out the hits. I feel like we do. Yeah. Do we? Do we honk them out? Uh, yeah. I mean, today we have Cypress Hill on. That feels sure. like we're honking something. Sure. I guess. I just. I feel like he does it better. That's all. Well, it's hard to beat the Hall of Famer. Right. We could. We could try. Can we try? How, yeah. How do we? What's the first step of honking the hits? <laughs> well, a meeting. <laughs> um, meeting. We have okay. to have a meeting. We have to really map this out. I I'm see. not into okay. trying. No? No. <laughs> okay. I think we should just do it. All right. I don't think we should try. All right. Full okay. on honking today. All right. Sweet. That's the thing. Honk City. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Wednesday morning, the 26th of September. I don't know if you guys were the same as I was. I assume you are, which is watching Bill Cosby leave the courtroom. Uh-huh. And feeling bad? Was beautiful. Oh, oh you, yeah. It was oh, a sorry. beautiful yeah, sight. I agree with you. I mean, yes. I, I didn't feel bad. Yeah, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> and, I, and it's one of the weird situations where you go, oh, you sort of feel bad for a guy that's going to jail. Not uh, a, not mm-hmm. 1%. No, 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 no. So happy to see that. He's a violent sex predator. Mm-hmm. Which how, is which is different than a regular sex It's like the offender. worst kind. Yes. It's, it's a step worse than sex offender. Yeah. yeah. You're like, you have to like alert all your neighbors when you get out. Like right. this is one he he has like the worst possible scenario. Yeah, he and has to him. register as a sexual offender should he get out in yeah. three years. Right for the rest of his life, he'll have to be registered. Now, is, so does that limit where he can live? Yeah. Oh yeah, Absolutely. limits where he can li- he can't live by schools. It will limit travel as well. Yeah, there are certain countries they see something like that on sure. your record. They're like, nope. Um, three to ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, what are the chances he serves ten? They're the, saying eighteen months in is like the like they think that's sort where of it goes. what it's yeah. going to be. But hmm. who knows? I that hey, his uh, mugshot had a real drama feel to it, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, why well, was real. it? Where, it was weird to see a man in suspenders <laughs> I don't in know. a mugshot. I, like, I don't think was, I've seen that. That was a long time. It was yeah. like a very special Cosby Mysteries. Yeah, <laughs> I I feel like he was looking down um, to you know to show. 
that he's oh, blind? Oh, sad that I'm going oh, to jail and I'm also, also blind. blind. I, don't I don't know where, know where to look. Yeah. Remember, I'm blind. Sad. Did you hear the publicist outside the courthouse? No. Despicable. It was bad news. It's the most racist, uh, misogynistic. It's the same thing that's happening to Kavanaugh. It's this, uh, our, our, this is this has been a setup since day one. There's manipulated tapes. I was just like, what are we? Well, what? There's 60 women, sir. Yeah, that's yeah. insane. Yeah, are we yeah. going to go through each one here at this press conference? Like, yeah. What is happening? I did, though, enjoy the rain just pelting his face as he was talking. I was like, you deserve to be rained on and miserable <laughs> right God's now, sir. God's tears, sir. Yes. God is crying for it's the It's just a weird thing to be so happy and joyful about a guy going to jail. Yeah, but it, was, it works it was, that way. It, it was a long time coming. Yeah. So is there any way he could serve 10 years? Is it maybe just horrible behavior there causing trouble in jail? Or I feel like this... when they say three to 10 years, it means nothing. It means nothing, but he'll be up for parole. I know that no no bail or anything was granted at no, all. No, So And they said, could he stay at his house during the appeal? And oh, they absolutely said, no, not. Sir, no. Absolutely not. You did, are going to jail. Did you read the story that his first meal had pudding in it? Yes. No. Yes. Is that true? Yeah. For sure. It was like a news story. Yeah. It wasn't like, yeah. it wasn't someone's funny tweet. <laughs> they weren't putting us on. <laughs> no. It was, had, no? He had pudding. <laughs> File that, would you? All right. Um, that seems just like it's a, too good to be true. Yeah. Too good to be true. Not only the pudding, but the headlines. Um, J-Lo. <laughs> it's like, yep, see, it's Jello. Oh, see? Oh, oh, yeah. I guess I. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. On a real roll. You love that I'm a little saying. bit too much? Just Maybe we saying. aren't as good as Rodney. Oh, let me, <laughs> Come honk, on. Let me honk over here. Oh, can, okay. I, can I tell you something that honk happened away. weird yeah. yesterday? I am moving, as uh-huh. we went over a little bit, and we had uh, an alarm specialist come to the house. Mm-hmm. And this is the third alarm specialist that we've had come give us an estimate. If you don't know, alarm systems, kind of a racket. Right. Oh, sure. The whole security thing is a right. real yeah. uh, money gouge. Uh, this is the third time that someone who's come to try to give me sort of a... Uh, display a demo Mm -hmm. of the security cameras pulls out his phone and goes let me show you how good these cameras are and then he goes to the app and i see that he has seven to ten properties on his phone and he clicks like uh you know like beverly drive clicks it so you're looking at people's homes (laughs) it's the third time it's happened this wasn't one time and so each time they don't go oh i'm allowed to show you this or anything right and then yesterday the guy goes, let me show you this one. This is a hospital. And he clicks, the thing, he clicks the thing, and it's outside of a hospital, and he shows me that. And he goes, look how good the cameras are. And he's zooming in. He goes, here's the outside. Here's the parking lot. Here's the waiting room. And, he, and then he shows nope. me the waiting room, and good he zooms Lord. in on the waiting room. No. How is that legal? I feel like that's a three different hippo. Three, three there, different no? companies. Three different people. Like yeah. uh, they're basically all like independent contractors for one company. Right. I don't. I don't know how that works because it's all a racket. Yeah. But basically, they all represent this one big company. Uh-huh. But you can get different prices from all of them. They have all come to the house and shown me. Stuff they shouldn't show you. I don't know. Do are they not? I don't know. But but by the way, it's not just one house. Like here's my house. Check right. it out. They have many on on there. Yeah. One I'm not going to say last names, but one was like one was just a last name. He showed me that, and then the hospital with the waiting room. 
That's so weird. I, I would feel a lot better if, A, the hospital wasn't shown at all. But yeah. if he said before he showed you the house, I'm allowed, to, I'm allowed to show you this. We have an okay from them, blah, right. blah, blah. But even if, even if he said that, he could be there lying. are seven to ten yes. other ones That's in, insane. His, in his phone. Don't like it. Wouldn't it have been funny if he showed you that and it was Allie decorating for Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> no. Or beer mug just at home drinking. Right. Just like underwear on the couch. Yeah, yeah watching Netflix. <laughs> Weird. Anyway, oh, that's bizarre. I'm warning you, if you have an alarm system, I yeah. may have seen your house this week. Goodness. <laughs> yeah. I love it. All right, let's talk about today's Kevin and Beach show, shall we? Nobody asked you, Kevin! On the uh, program today, we got comedian Jim Gaffigan. The funniest. Love, uh... love him. We have uh, Cypress Hill, and this time we mean it. Yeah. And mm. we're not kidding around this time. All right. We're going to honk Cypress Hill. All right. Today. Uh, yeah, then, honking the sounds, hell out of him. Sounds good. <laughs> um, we're also going to talk to Melissa Carbone, who is the head of the Haunted Hayride. I got some questions for her. Which Jensen has many questions yeah, you for. you were scarred. I've had two experiences there, both odd. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, David Arquette, what's up on today's show? Yeah, what's up with David Arquette? <laughs> and also uh, Venom. We've got your K-Rock Advance screening tickets for Venom this morning as well. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Time for what's happening. Here's Allie. Uh, I just, with this. You know when you know when a uh, celebrity is told most likely by their management, got to get on social media. You got to at least make some posts. Just... Uh, I know you don't want to. Just just do it for a bit. See how it feels. Right. And that celebrity's like, oh, whatever. So they'll maybe do one or two, like, movie premiere coming up. That type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have Will Smith, who recently got on social media and now is out of control. He's let's been just, doing a lot. Let's yeah. just say it. Chill so, out, Will Smith. If you could. Um <laughs> Yesterday was his 50th birthday, so he accepted a challenge from YouTube star Yes Theory to do a hella bungee jump. Yes, that is jumping out of a helicopter with bungee cords, and not just anywhere, not just like over the skies and, you know, Reseda. No, he was doing it above the Grand Canyon. I do like bungee jumping in Reseda, though. Yeah, it's very it's safe. good. It's, it's a great band, safe. too. Can I also say that when you're 50 years old, you shouldn't be communicating with someone named Yes Theory on YouTube? 100%. <laughs> like Absolutely. It seems like it should be illegal, actually. Yes. I will say this. He did use um, his platform to raise funds for an education charity called Global Citizen. That's wonderful. So people could bid and then, I guess, go and watch the jump mm-hmm. from the ground, I hope. Um... But it's interesting because he has on his staff a photographer, a filmer, an editor, everyone that puts these together. You were saying he has like a writer's room. Yes. I feel like that is inside information, but there is a writer's room that is running for Will Smith's social media as if it's its own show. I mean, that makes sense, sort of, if you're Will yeah. I guess. I mean, it's just if you're like, Will Smith, and you want to stand out like above yeah. everybody else. I, I don't. Know. I just think it's weird that he wants to conquer this. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it is such a step down for Will Smith to be like, I'm going to put up a throwback Thursday, and I'm going to put up a thirst trap. <laughs> it's just like, dude, you're Will Smith, man. Like, calm down. Like, you have completely reinvented hip hop and acting and all these things, and yet now you want to take on garbage social media. Yeah, it's it's a bit odd. <sighs> I did watch um, a few of his videos, though, yesterday, and I got to say, him harassing his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, mm-hmm. in their home as she's, like, wearing slippers and a robe, 
Highly watchable. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Absolutely. Hey, who hosted the bungee jumps feed? I, I, I didn't just, know anyone hosted it. Yeah, I'm reading it. Did you know that Alfonso Ribeiro hosted it? Carlton? What? Yeah. They're saying, yeah, he was he was one of the hosts. He was there alongside Jada Pinkett Smith and his three kids, uh-huh. Carlton from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. This is so <laughs> weird, man. Was this Will Smith have a normal life? <laughs> is he friends with anyone that won't be like a bit? <laughs> it is weird. It is weird. Ugh. And You're I wonder you. which which aunt was there. Because they got Viv and they traded it out mm-hmm. twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's actually one of them hates him. Yes. The first one hates yes. his pets. Yeah. It's the second one that would be fine with him. Yeah. Unless one of them was like messing with the bungee. <gasps> right. That was the first Aunt Viv. Really Go dark. ahead, Will. Happy birthday. It's got real dark, yeah. guys. Well, Dancing with the Stars, season 27, they just had their second evening of their two-night premiere, and they have let go of their first cast member. Okay. I have no reason to watch anymore. No. Oh, really? Nikki Glaser is gone. No, no! Oh, wow. She's gone the first yes. one. Yes. That was me reading that this morning. Yeah, she had mentioned she has never danced before. Right. And she hasn't, but I didn't think she was that bad. But apparently, she just she just didn't have the votes. No, I know it's real sad. She said, "You know, it sucks. I'm not gonna lie. I really, really like doing the show, and I had such a great time. I hope that I just proved that I did the scariest thing I've done. I tried my best. It was fun." I like that. That sounds yeah. earnest for Nikki Glaser. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, she she said the whole time, all I want to accomplish from this is just getting out there and doing it. I'm afraid of it. If yeah. I could just do it, that's huge for me. Yeah. And it was. So. I enjoy Nikki. She's a I good, good person, very funny. Absolutely. Uh, I thought I I'm I'm bummed she only went one week. That's yeah. Been fun. And she only gets paid. You get paid by the week. I did yeah. I did see a clip of one of the judges was like losing it, giving her her score and like he was really animated and she basically alluded to the fact that she's like, You just did more in judging me than I just <laughs> did on the floor. It was very funny. So yeah, I guess you can keep watching if you care about any of the other people. Sure. I don't. don't I only cared about Nikki Glazer. Yeah. It's over. It's like when Kareem was on the other time. It's all I cared about. Yeah. Why watch after that? Yep. Kareem, uh, a writer on a, a, a Veronica Mars reboot. That's of what course. You Kareem yeah. Abdul-Jabbar hired yeah. in the writer's room for mm-hmm. Veronica Mars. He's a normal TV writer now. Yep. That's insane. That is weird that just everybody yeah. be sitting around and in walk, he walks. Yeah, everyone's like, I got Seven an idea. I have an idea. And the other guy's like, I'm the highest scoring NBA player of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. Yeah. I love it. Some birthdays for you. Serena Williams, Olivia Newton-John, Linda Hamilton, and James Caviezel. He's Jesus. He's Jesus. Oh, good yeah. Yeah. Good hit. And that's what's happening. It's Kevin and BJ Rock Caracule. Let's talk uh, David Arquette. Let's. What is happening with him? Why? Why? Full disclosure, David Arquette, sort of a pal. Okay. So I'll, I'll have some inside info here. All right. But yes, there's some wonky stuff going on in the world of David Arquette. Okay. And it somehow started around the uh, Wendy Williams times. How you doing? <laughs> How all good things start. Mm. So David Arquette goes on Wendy Williams yeah. to make this big announcement because you know what a huge wrestling fan she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's uh, 
She's she used she actually tag team with Macho Man Savage uh, in the <laughs> early '80s. So give us the the history of him being in the movie yeah. and then him winning the title and all that. David Arquette was in an Oscar winning movie called Ready to Rumble, <laughs> uh, and it was a, a movie that involved uh, him becoming a professional wrestler mm-hmm. and starred uh, like people like Diamond Dallas Page nice. and Hulk Hogan and uh, Goldberg and all these kind of like '90s 2000s WCW names, right? And it's not a good movie. No, it's a bad uh-huh. movie. Scott Kahn's in it. Uh, <laughs> it's, it. I mean, that's usually a sign. Uh, and so uh, the movie comes out, and it, it has something to do with WCW, which at the time was like a Turner Broadcasting wrestling show. And so to promote the film, they made David Arquette the world champion of actual WCW. He got in the ring and fought and won the championship. Okay. Without any wrestling experience, right. they basically allowed a fan to win huh. the championship title. Okay. It's a big, you know, and everybody like, was thrilled? No. Uh, <laughs> nerds around the universe freaked out. Uh, wrestling yeah. enthusiasts and, and traditionalists were like, how could that happen? Uh, and since then, he's become a punchline in wrestling forever. So mm-hmm. for like, you know, it's just sort of like the ben- the lowest benchmark for being a champion or for bad wrestling. You know, like next thing you know, they're going to make David Arquette champ. Like that's, <laughs> that's like a thing that became. So David over the years became offended by this punchline. And How has, long has it been? Like 20 years? Yeah. And has decided 20 years later at his age to now become a pro wrestler in a legit way. Wow. So that means that he's training every single day. He's lost like 30 pounds. He, he goes uh, uh, to like Poughkeepsie, New York to play to wrestle in front of uh, you know like 150 people. What? Uh, why is he going that small? If he was a champion at one point. Well, in order is to... this paying his dues? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. This is catching the lumps. This is basically going out there and doing it the way that anyone would have done it. And he's he's donating any dollars that he gets to charity from wrestling. And he really is just trying to do this for redemption for himself uh, and to go out there and sort of uh, fight the trolls. You don't think this is just another? I need. To pe- for people to pay attention to me again? Well, it's if he is, he's doing it the wrong way. <laughs> it's like we're one of the no only people reporting it. <laughs> like, like it's really just about going. I mean, I, yes, I guess, but you could probably go straight to TV or try to get as you know busy as you can and 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 with the biggest outlets. But no, he's he's doing things called like Northeastern Wrestling Region. What? Like the things hell? that are like in the middle of nowhere and and don't get televised and and aren't aren't videoed even. So at forty seven years old, yeah. he's like, you know what? I'm gonna. Show them. Yeah. I did those scream movies. That's behind me. Yeah. My future is wrestling. Yeah. Do you think he just doesn't want to stay home? (laughs) I mean, that could be a... Could he just not be into his wife and kids? He's like, Like... what could I get into that travels? Uh, I could become a jewel thief. I I mean, but then he's like, I'm going to be a wrestler. And uh, here's him uh, um, uh, really defending it. I just started working out. Because I have a really big announcement to make, and I'd like to make it here on the Wendy Williams show. All right, go ahead. I'd like to announce my return to professional wrestling. Do they pump those audiences full of drugs? What do they do? Because that audience doesn't care 1% about him going back into wrestling. Mm -hmm. Are you on meth? Come on and watch Wendy Williams. <laughs> and you think wh- this is a gimmick I'm trying out, David Magic Man again? <laughs> Wait, David. Yes. Return to. Yes, wh- I know wh- you don't. Were you involved with wrestling? <laughs> yeah. Well, 18 years ago, I won the WCW <laughs> Heavyweight Championship belt. Now, do you think he really believes he won it? 
I mean, I know that he won it, but well, David's he whole, knows they gave it to him. Well, right? David's whole thing is he's into weird stuff. He's sort of like a niche guy. He loves uh, puppetry. He's a big ventriloquist <laughs> puppet really? guy. He the loves same. He has all clown art in his house. He wow. he's like a he's a weirdo. He's a weirdo. He, mm-hmm. He's kind of like a a, a human clown. All right. Uh, and okay. so like he likes these kind of vaudeville. I mean, he's from a vaudevillian family, yeah. you know. And so I think he 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 relates to the traveling man show, the Catskills performer. <laughs> and I think that he is living the gimmick. One would say unbelievable. And everyone freaked out. I was uh, I was I was promoting a show, a movie I did called Ready to Rumble. And it just happened that no I one won applauded. the championship. But for 18 years, I've been trolled on the internet. And people have attacked me. But here's the thing. 18 years ago, you were younger. Now you're 46. You got gray hair. You got kids to take care of. I know. I know, but I've been working out. I've been training. I've got a But you're still amazing... 46. I know. <laughs> I know. David. I know. What are you doing? I, I mean, that was her voice. next question. When Wendy Williams is the voice of reason, we all have issues. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. Jensen uh, Carp is in for being on vacation. Yes. Jensen, what's this uh, TV show you're telling us about? Guys. We have to watch it, right? This isn't a get up on. I'll be doing that tomorrow. This is almost the exact opposite, which is like get up on, but don't tell anyone you're into it. Uh, (laughs) This is a TV show that I found myself loving, and I have to share it with you guys because it is quite the guilty pleasure. Okay. It's called 100% Hotter. It's like if Queer Eye was hosted by high school bullies. Oh, no. Like, it's like the opposite of, like, you know how you love the people from Queer yeah, Eye? It's, so this doesn't feel good? Oh, I mean, it's kind of feel good if you're also, like, garbage. Oh, You know no. what I mean? Like, it's, it, the judges in the Queer Eye way are three people, a stylist, a hairdresser, and a makeup artist, who I believe have no worldwide fame. They're just three people they found that have those jobs. Okay. And the whole concept is uh, they are, it's a make-under show. A make-under? A make-under show. Basically, they take uh, human messes, disasters, people with very low self-awareness. So, like, people you would see on the street and be like, oh, boy. Like, you know, like, uh, for example, one of them is like a big Barbie, Anna Nicole looking person who looks like she was sort of seasoned with curry. Her tan is so bad. Like, okay. <laughs> then there's like this goth girl who like uses it just like it's all people you would see on the street and be like, this person's a real too much. But, like a car crash. But they don't think they're a car crash. The exact opposite. Oh, they think okay. these people are well adjusted, actually. <laughs> they love the way they look. Okay. They have absolutely no problems with the way they look. And they don't nominate themselves for this make under. Oh. They're nominated by family or friends. Oh, that's nice for so your an, family to turn you into a show like this. It's an ambush. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and so what they do is they bring you in. Uh, to this sort of room with the three uh, experts, quote unquote, air quotes I'm giving you, uh, and 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 remember, they're not doing and, this voluntarily. Right. They're brought into a room and they're told, "Hey, uh, you need to change your look because this is a terrible thing." And when they walk in, the three judges look at them in the way that people look at like the Hindenburg footage, <laughs> like it's like, ah! like they're like they and the people are like, "What?" Like they don't even know what's wrong. Like, what? What's, are you doing that about me? And then uh, it's so offensive. The first thing they do is is they say, "Well, you know what? Let, let's let, let's play the clip because what okay. it is 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 they they go, we're gonna go around the country and show people your photo and allow them to rate you one to ten. Oh no! Go so ahead. we've gone around the country asking people to rate your look based on your picture. Oh my god! We've got a little video you're gonna watch. Okay. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Okay then. 
I'm not keen on the, the whole eyebrow situation. I feel like that's a little bit intense. The fake tan, she looks muddy. Muddy. Wow. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. She looks like she's been in the bath of gravy. Her tan is horrible. It's so orange. Is she real? <laughs> I'd probably rate her a two out of ten. One for me. Yeah, one. One out of ten. But that's not even the number. That's not even on the scale. That's a zero. That's that's bad. Wow, Jade. Oh, oh my God. That was a little bit painful to hear him. Yeah. What, how do you feel now? I feel a little upset too. Yeah. <laughs> We've added up all the results of the people that we spoke to, and we have an average, and that average was less than two out of ten. <laughs> oh my okay, god! Okay, the good thing is, it gives us so much to work with. Yeah. This is like worldwide shaming. Yeah. It is insane. It's like the news people that are in front of a burned-down house, and they're like, "How do you feel? Your whole family right. dead? How many right. photos were inside? Oh, it's the worst that's kind." That's insane. But and also, these people are happy with themselves. Why make them unhappy with themselves? Agreed. I don't Jensen, know. why are you bringing us this mean crap? I'm telling you it's weirdly addictive. They Where never, is it? Is it England? It's on, it's, well, it's on Netflix, Netflix now. Netflix now, okay. And then they send the people out in the streets in shirts that wear, let's say, work in progress. Oh, and, oh and man. They go around and do different things for this make under. One of the things they do is they send someone to... Uh, <laughs> They send someone to a paint store. That the, the woman you just heard, who has a terrible tan, she yeah. does look terrible. She right. looks like she, she looks dipped in gravy. In gravy. Yeah. She really does look awful. And so they, they bring her into a paint store, and then strangers decide what Pantone color her skin is. <laughs> then there's oh another person God. named Jade. This is the goth girl. They send her to a uh, to a um, like a factory. And they, out of nowhere, force her to shred her clothes. That's the second part. Oh, my God. Maisie, we know that you're a fishnet fanatic, but we think it's time for a change. So, to kickstart your new wardrobe, we are challenging you to trash some of your favorite outfits. However, rather than throwing them in the bin, you will be throwing them into our industrial shredder. <laughs> oh, my God, I've got to shred my own clothes. Oh, my God. That's mad. That is absolutely mad. <laughs> and so she then has no wardrobe. <laughs> Wow. It doesn't sound... Well, the first person sounded a little bit sad. She didn't sound sad. But it's also... I, I will say when you're watching it, they might not sound sad, but they're also kind of uncomfortably laughing. Like, okay. Yeah, like, like they're playing along awkward. with something they don't want to play yeah, along with? they realize with. they're on TV and they don't want to look extra bad. Right. Yeah, these are people that were fine with how they right. looked, feeling okay about themselves, maybe even good, and now yeah. their hopes are Dash. Yeah, and also by the, strangers. Yeah, and the strangers and the judges are always sort of like, yeah, I think she looks like she's uh, in gravy. And then they'll cut <laughs> back. They'll cut back to the girl, and she'll be like, well, my boyfriend says he kind of likes it. And I'm like, oh, she has a boyfriend. Like, their lives seem fine. <laughs> like, they seem totally fine. At the end of the show, obviously, after a big make-under, mm -hmm. I will go on record as saying this girl, the gravy girl, mm -hmm. did look incredible. She really did. Mm -hmm. They did a great job oh, okay. uh, making her over. So what they do is they bring her out. Was they, gravy girl happy with the way she looked? Well, that's what we're going to listen to in this clip. Because okay. I think she she should be happy because she does look great. And she they, she's very much minimal. And, and it looks really good. Okay. But I don't think she's fully happy. Are you ready to have a look at what you look like? Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Oh, my God. <laughs> I look really different. How do you feel? I'm really sharp. Let's have a look. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big change. Yeah.
She hates it. <laughs> yeah. She hates yeah. it. Well, good. she liked the way she looked. She before. couldn't hate it more. That's what we need right now is a TV show to go out and find strangers who are happy with their lives and yeah. talk them right out of it. I yeah. Mean, and then they go back around. We don't need to hear the clip, but basically they go back around and it's like, uh, what do you think now? She scores like a nine and a half. Now. Oh, they I, take her picture out afterwards? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. She scores like a nine and a half and she deserves it. She looks great. But the funny part is at the end of each show, they give you a four second update. Of what the people do. They go back to what? Always. <laughs> yeah. They always go back. They show Gravy Girl, and she's back to being in Gravy. The only thing she's done is fixed her hair because she uses a clip-on extensions and bleach mm-hmm. and has bald spots okay. throughout her head. So now, instead of using bleach and blonde, she's now brunette. But she looks like she's in Gravy again. All but right, is great. she happy? Well, we're dating now. Uh, and so, <laughs> What's no, the name I'm, of it? I'm engaged. Uh, the, the name of the show is 100% Hotter. And boy, oh boy, if, wow. if I could send you anywhere to feel bad about yourself for loving something, <laughs> it's time for 100% Hotter in your life. <laughs> All right, let's open up the phone lines right now. 1-800-520-1067. We're giving away tickets to a uh, K-Rock premiere uh, advanced screening of Venom. Which I cannot wait for. Yeah, giving that away next. Was that timed because I uh, exposed you guys to so much venom? I mean, it's possible. (laughs) It is possible. So one eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven is the number. You're going to have to play a game, and we'll do it next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. Uh, We have tickets for Venom for a K Rock advanced screening of that. Mm -hmm. Um, How did we get to this game? Well, we were, we were struggling a bit with what to do for another Venom game, and somebody said... Oh, that's well, what, me. I'm a genius. Was it you? Yep. What did you say? Well, I said, isn't Venom like a host virus for Spider-Man? And then everyone went, yeah. Then I said... We should do a game about hosts. Yes, because Venom needs a host, usually a human, yeah. for its survival. So then most of us said, no, that's a bad idea. Let's come up with a better one. Uh-huh. And then we couldn't. Right. So now this is the one that we're because going Because I am sort of something you settle on. <laughs> and that's how we came up with the host with the most. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the host with the most. It's the only game where you could win advanced screening tickets to see Venom. All you have to do is know that host with the most. Now, let's meet your hostess with the mostess. Let's give it up for Allie McKay. Thank you you so much. Here's the thing. I am going to read you a description of a host and play you a clip. You're going to want to listen to the whole description and the clip. Don't be like, oh, I know the answer, and yell it out, because guess what? You're going to be wrong. I'll flip right. it on you. And flip it's, it it's going to be ugly, and I want you to win these tickets, you guys. All right. Let's start with uh, Christian in Los Angeles. Good morning, Christian. Good morning, Tim. Hey, Christian. Oh. All right. Who is this host? This man was the host of The Price is Right from 1972 to 2007. That's 35 years. He's an animal rights advocate, signing off each show, telling us to get our pets spayed and neutered. He also got in a fist fight with Adam Sandler in Happy Gilmore. Price is wrong, bitch. Now you've had enough, bitch. <laughs> Who is this host? Um, Bob Barker. Hey. It is yes. Bob Barker. Hey. Congratulations. Nicely done. All right, you hold on. Let's go to uh, Hugo in West Covina. Good morning, Hugo. Hi, good morning. Hey, Hugo. All right, this host is a rapper, actor, and most recent, he's the co-host of TBS's Drop the Mic. In 1996, he won a Grammy for Best Rap Performance by a Duo or Group for this song, 
featuring R&B singer Mary J. Blige. You be my words, I'm your best star. You my message with hugs and kisses. Valentine cards and birthday wishes. Please be on another level of planning, of understanding. Bomb between man, woman, and child. <laughs> His real name is Clifford Smith. You may know him better by this name. Who is this host? Oh, yeah. This is this um, really stinks. This hurts you, right? This really hurts. Yeah, I'm feeling it already. Mm. Um, nah, I, I, I don't know who that is. All it's M E T H O D, man. I, I hired him. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. This is very rough. By the All way, right. I forgot to mention at the beginning that we have five pair of tickets to yes. give away, so yeah. everybody that gets it right wins. Yes. Yeah. All right, let's go to uh, Rick and Lakewood. Good morning, Rick. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Hey, Rick. This gorgeous Canadian-American host has hosted Jeopardy since 1984. Some find him smug, you know, because he has all the answers right in front of him, yet he still acts better than you, mostly because he is. I see him as one of the greatest men to walk the face of the earth, and he sometimes wraps whole categories. Six foot, seven foot, eight foot bunch. Young money militia, and I am the commissioner. You don't want to start wheezy because the F is for finisher. I mean, Who come on. is this host? And you can phrase it in the form of a question. Who is Alex Trebek? Oh, yes. Nicely well done. done. He paused for a second. I, I was, I like, was a little nervous. Yeah. A little nervous. All right. The question threw me off. That's hard to, hard to answer as a question. I understand, but you My did great. Hey, excuse me. I'm sorry. She's the host with the most. I yeah. am, but you did great, Rick. Uh, <laughs> okay. But a little combative. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Is that Ken Jennings? <laughs> All right. Let's go to Art in Ontario. Good morning, Art. <laughs> Hello, Art. All right. This well, man. Nice reference. This man was the original host of Wheel of Fortune from 1975 to 1981, then the host of the original incarnation of Love Connection. Nowadays, he's busy owning the libs on Twitter.com. <laughs> he's probably best known for his catchphrase that he said when Love Connection would go out to commercial break. And we'll hear how this date went. We'll do that in two and two. Two and two. You know who that two is, Art? That was just his little catchphrase uh, before they went to a commercial break. Yeah, I think it would be, I don't know, Andy Cohen. Oh, he was actually the host of Love Connection, the new one. But this is Chuck Woolery. Sorry about that. Chuck Woolery. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you, Art. All right. Let's go to uh, Michael and El Segundo. Hi. Hey, Michael. All right. There's no clip for this. But this man was actually a local weatherman here in L.A. at KNBC. He has hosted Wheel of Fortune since 1981 and is set to make 12 million bucks a year. Working a couple months. What's this host's name? Uh, It's Pat. um, Yes. Pat. Yes. Mm -hmm. Pat. Pat Riley. <laughs> oh 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 no! Uh, it is not Pat. No, it's... He's also That's tweeted it. some uh, own in the lib stuff too. Oh yeah, for game sure. show host, mm-hmm. real conservative. Yeah, who knew? <laughs> All right, we have time for one more. Let's make it uh, Jamie in Montebello. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Good. Is it Jaime? Jaime? Yeah, it's Jaime. Okay. All right. 
He's well known here in Southern California as the host of the Tournament of Roses Parade. He did that from 1976 to 2016. He was also the host of the Newlywed Game, which had one of the funniest and most risque answers of its time. He often referred to sex as making whoopee. Here he is describing arguably one of the most unforgettable answers in game show history. Uh, an urban legend went out there that said, I said, where's the strangest, most unusual place you've ever made whoopee? And the lady was supposed to have said, well, that would be in the butt, Bob. I have he actually uh, told that story, didn't say in the butt, Bob. She said uh, a, a bad word. Oh. It's good stuff. Who is that host? Uh, I have no idea. Is that a Chuck Holden? I don't know who that is, but no, it's Bob Eubanks. Hmm. Uh, All right, do we want to go one more? One more. I don't want to go out on a loss. Yeah. Mm All right. Uh, Let's say good morning to Robert in Hacienda Heights. Good morning, Robert. Good morning, everyone. Hey, Robert. I I feel good about you. This guy is a radio host, talk show host, comedian, and has hosted Family Feud since 2010. He's also known for possibly one of the cringiest screw-ups in television history. In in 2015, he hosted the Miss Universe pageant and kind of screwed up the winner. (laughs) I have to apologize. The first runner-up is Columbia. Miss Universe... 2015 is Philippines. Yeah, I mean, uh, they had to take her crown off and give it I to the I mean, other he girl. announced another yes. winner. Still the best. Oh. Who is that host? Well, I have to apologize. The first runner-up is Steve Harvey. Yes. <laughs> well done, you guys. Well, congratulations. You're all going to go and see the Venom K-Rock Advance screening at the AMC Burbank 16 on October 3rd. This has been House with the Most. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Jim Gaffigan joins us, one of our favorite comedians and actors. Good morning, Jim. I'm very similar to Cypress Hill. Are you how exactly? Um, well, uh, you know, we're both on during 7 a.m. on the Kevin and Bean show. Right. He has a point. That's enough. And, um... And we also, uh, we shop at the same grocery store. Do you? Oh, wow. Well. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Jim is calling. How are you guys doing? We are doing well. How are you? I'm good. It's, it's way too early. I know. I'm sorry about that. Um, all comedians that come on our show hate it just because of the time. It's just a horrible time for comedians to come on. I also think this is, is a guy. You have you have like two movies premiering in the same weekend, right? I mean, this is. I feel like you're busy, and and you got to be waking up early some days. I know, I know. Yeah, no, that's well. That's the worst part of acting is waking up early. That's the worst part of parenting. That's the worst part about life is getting up early. <laughs> like I think everything should just slide back to like noon. Oh, right? I'd be so happy you're with preaching that. to the choir. Yeah, that would be so great. But I am I am excited. I have um, two films that are at uh, the Los Angeles Film Festival. One tonight in Culver City, and the at the ArcLight, and one tomorrow night at the ArcLight in Santa Monica. All right, movie Tonight's one. Is a comedy tomorrow. Movie yeah. one. Tell us about uh, you can choose your family. You can choose your family is about a guy who. Um, 
It's about a teenage boy. I don't play the teenage ball. Oh, okay. uh, but he discovers that his very strict father, played by me, has two families. And so he proceeds to uh, blackmail. This is in the early 90s. Son so blackmails dad. Yeah. Like yeah, it's weird to think, even think that there was a time before the Internet when your son could have done a million different things to get at you. Right. I mean, no, it is. It's. I mean, it's an absurd story, but it's obviously based on real life. And you know what? I I spend the whole time, and then I think at the end, you kind of like my character. This mm, dumbbag. I got, mm, I got news for you, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will. I will tell you this, Allie. I, what's your changing attitude on Jim? I watched the movie, Jim. You're well aware that you're one yes. of my favorite comics. I totally love that you're so in love with your wife. You're in love with your five kids. You're yes. a family man. You're devout. I love yes. all those things about you. It's a testament to your acting because I hated you in this movie so much. It, yes. it hurt me. I was like, no, Jim, although you're Frank. And then at the end, I was like, you know what? I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. I don't get it. Is there redemption yeah. for no. this man? I'm not sure. Big question And mark. I'm still struggling with it, Jim. I'm still struggling. Yeah, well, that is a compliment, and I appreciate it. No, it is very strange because obviously on paper, a guy having two families is a monster. Yes. Right. And yeah. so, uh, but like, if you thought you hated me in that movie, <laughs> in the, in the other one, American dreamer, I play, uh, this guy who kind of goes off the rails. That That's the one where, uh, that's the movie where I really kind of have fun playing to it. I don't know. Did you see that one? We weren't given that one. No, now but, I want yeah. to. Are you awful oh. in it? You're a horrible human. Well, I play uh, an Uber-like driver, a guy who's, like, kind of had some bad luck. He's separated from his wife, and he can't see his kid and all this stuff. And so he just kind of slowly goes off the rails. I don't want to give anything away, but it gets really dark. It's one of those. They did a clip on Deadline yesterday, but um, it's pretty dark. It's one of those things where I'm like, I don't think I might. I want my kids to see this. But, <laughs> but you're uh, fine with the. Uh, you can choose your family where you right. might have a second family. That, I'm fine that's, with this. Yeah, that's, that's, how, well, my, that's how dark this kids, one gets. My kids did watch that one. My oh, older kids, okay. not my five year old. Am I going to be like, watch this and be confused for the rest of the life? Yeah. Jim, um, puts, Jim puts it on and goes, "This is a documentary." <laughs> Allie McKay does spend well, a tremendous time talking about how much she loves you, though, Jim. I do. So this is oh sort of gosh, this is sort she's sort so of much. thrown up in the air on this one. Yeah, I'll be okay. I'm going to work I through it. it. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Jim. It's, by the way. Just acting. It is. Yeah, just acting. I had yeah. to laugh, um, and I shouldn't laugh at this because it, it was um, serious for a little bit. Um, your sh your features that you do on CBS Sunday Morning, you have oh, angered. Yeah, I know where this is going. You have angered horse people, and you have angered beer people. And I had a friend that did a report on horse racing, and she made a joke out of it. Good lord, she still gets tweets from horse people. Oh, horse people they are radical. Are Relentless, oh <laughs> and these were two really funny, you know, tongue-in-cheek stories that anyone with a semblance of a sense of humor would chuckle at. Mm -hmm. Holy crap, Jim! Oh yeah, you made the no, horse people angry. Unbelievable! I, you know, I made 
you know, I'm known for my edgy comedy. Right? <laughs> uh, and so the whole thing is, it's like, I'm this observational comedian who kind of has a curmudgeonly kind of, you know, uh, misanthropic, slightly misanthropic view of the world. And so I do these, these jokes. And so, but, and I've, I've done uh, commentaries on massages. I've done commentaries on boats, all this stuff. Really kind of like innocent. It's just kind of like, you know, stuff complaining. Mm-hmm. And, um, but that beer commentary. The beer, the beer oh, group, huh? Essentially. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm talking about, I'm because the, the the horse thing that was kind of coordinated by some rich guy who was an owner. Okay. But the beer people, as a group, not all of them, <laughs> but like the like I mean, if you watch the segment, it's two minutes long. It's just kind of like I just I say I want beer that tastes like beer, and you think I was proposing to make beer illegal? <laughs> like these craft brewery guys were like so up in arms and i was like but it's like a reflection on our culture like what is happening yeah like if you're offended by jim gaffigan you've got a problem that's on you (laughs) You that's an issue that's on you Oh, that's crazy. I mean, I I feel like craft beer people are, you don't really want to be in an elevator with them so it makes sense oh they're kind of beer snobs yeah snobs I mean, I didn't say I, that, but I Jensen did. Their, their passion for something, you know, they they really care about it and all this. But like, and it happened with the horse people, where like some of the comments were like, "You're threatening our livelihood." <laughs> and I'm like, "Are you kidding?" I also want to go on record. Really serious? Do horse people have that, livelihoods? Like, <laughs> oh dear, are, you know, a, a fat balding guy, you know, complaining at eight a.m. in the morning is affecting your livelihood. <laughs> It's absurd. But like, there's been many craft beer people that were uh, that were, that had a great sense of humor about it. But it's just this small fracture. I think we just live in this age where people like to be upset. Right. Yeah, agree. I, mean, I don't know. Everybody's yeah. ready to pounce at I'm whatever. Sure you guys deal with it. Yeah, too. we do. We get anytime you make any kind of joke about anything, people get upset because yeah. that's sort of the way we walk around is yeah. just upset these days. So it's kind of yeah. uh, it's kind of nutty. All right, Jim, we are running out of time, unfortunately. One of your movies is American Dreamer, and that is world premiering tomorrow, Thursday, at 7 p.m. at the Arclight Santa Monica. And then the other is You Can Choose Your Family, which is tonight yes. at 9.30 at Arclight uh, Culver City. And I will be there, and I'll be naked at both. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, are that's... you trying to talk people out I mean, of actually... going? Yeah, I know that's a good point. <laughs> but I will be closed. Closed. Okay, oh, okay, okay. Fully closed. All Everyone right. bought tickets again. Perfect. Uh, Jim, I'm so excited about this Chris Morris thing you're doing. I know we're, I'm throwing it in at the end of the interview, but I am. Uh, is this going to be amazing as I think it is? I mean, I, I you know, it's still top secret. And, you know, oh, out oops. of respect for him, I'm not even supposed to say anything, but I was equally aside, right, uh, excited. So I don't know. I mean, it's a pretty obscure idea, so hopefully it'll work. Love it. All right, Jim, we always appreciate your time. Thanks for calling K Rock. Thanks, you guys. You really appreciate it. Thanks. Bye now. The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K Rock. Who are you trying to get crazy with this scene? This scene? Don't you know I'm local?
Cypress Hill yeah. is here in the studio. Oh, boy. How about that? Yes, Very yes. excited. Hey, Send Dog. What's up, brother? How you doing, man? Hey, be real. How are you? Hello there. Welcome. Welcome back. Good to be back with you guys, man. It's been a while. You guys have a new album for the first time in what? Almost nine. Almost, Almost nine. nine years. This one, we kind of sort of... Um, you know, we just, we kind of let it go longer than we should have, but we started working on this album about three years ago. Oh, is that right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is when we were all home and we all had a little bit of time. When Probably did you finish recording your parts? Sometime last year. Because then don't you just leave it for mugs to tinker with? Y yes. But in the, in the three year span that we were working on the album, we started with a number of tracks and then I pulled back because I had other projects going on and Sendog was still working on the tracks with mugs and then mugs got busy for a time with uh i don't want to say this wrong because then i'll get you know in some beef with people <laughs> the advert the advert the advert ah sure yeah he was uh doing uh stuff with them and uh that's a weird group right there yeah, they're pretty dope, though. <laughs> really as, as, as weird as it is, you know, they're pretty dope. I mean, they seem you know, pretty chill. He just got... <laughs> it's like guys you want to have they, over they, for they Thanksgiving got, or whatever. splashed out by Eminem <laughs> just recently, but, you know, yeah. they're still, you know, kind of cool and yeah. interesting. But, you know, he, he uh, Muggs had spent time working with them, so it sort of took him away from from uh, working on the album and stuff like that, and then Send Dog eventually got busy with Power Flow, too. Mm -hmm. So all of us were, you know, combined working on different stuff. And when we would have pockets of time, we'd go back and, you know, do do uh, tracks or, or fix tracks or maybe work on some new ones. What does it look like when you start an album? Do you lay down a beat and then you... Who, it's a, well, it's a blank canvas. Who really? writes yeah. it when? It's a blank canvas. When we got to the studio this time, the first day, I remember, we didn't do much but watch like uh, Black Sabbath videos. And <laughs> that was weed. your first day? <laughs> Yeah, that was your first day. That's crazy. I've been doing that. I've been doing that since I was fifteen, and I'm not Cypress Hill, right? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I no, didn't just, get quite just, the same presentation you did. No, then, then, you know, it was a big tray of you know the greenery and sure. I guess we must have gone through that by the time you got there. But it, you know, just to set the vibe, you know, place of Sabbath or Zeppelin. I or swear to God, if, if I had crazy. that kind of time in a studio, and you can, I would never work on an album. Well, you know, the thing is, that was Muggs' studio. He owns that studio, so he kind of just wanted. To to give us the vibe on where, you know, he saw us taking this album, you know, visually and, and you know, with the sound and stuff like that. He wanted to take a dark route like we did on Temples of Bloom and stuff like that. And so much of this record is influenced by his travels to other countries, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And so, like, he's been international and sort of picking up musical influence in each, each country, correct? Yeah, I mean, that's something he's always done, you know, since we started started back in 91 everywhere he goes he'll pick something up well, especially that record people thought you were from new york yeah yeah, yeah people just assumed it because so much of it was bomb squad influenced and east coast influenced exactly well, there's a there's a cypress hill out there in brooklyn too actually cypress hills or in bronx or something mm -hmm. oh is that right so that was part of the confusion too you know <laughs> <laughs> now elephants on acid comes out this friday and you were saying it, it feels like it's all over the place like you like you took a trip literally and figuratively right is that kind of the point of it yeah, you know, in, in terms of the production, he wanted people to feel like they were on a psychedelic trip, yes. even though they might not be on psychedelics listening to it. And, uh, 
You but know. let's be honest, they are. But yeah, yeah my question though, what if yeah. I were to do psychedelics, listen to it, does it kind of cross itself out? No, it's Is further, it just like a, like a classical record? It further enhances the trip. It, yeah, okay. it, it advances okay. the trip because what, you know, the thing about uh, Muggs, Sen, and I is, you know, we, we were always uh, fans of, of different genres, genres of music, mm -hmm. you know, from classic rock to, you know, everything. And one of the classic rock bands that we used to listen to i mean i don't even know if you can categorize them as this but the beatles i mean you know they're sure. big influence never heard of them to everyone uh, obviously they're from, they're from england oh. yeah. <laughs> they're from another universe and uh you know so they they had a lot of progressive ideas in their time you know yeah. they sort of pioneered a lot of the stuff so you know the sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club band was very much an influence in what mugs envisioned for this elephants on acid thing. So. I heard that he was in Egypt pulling people off the street. Probably. Somebody playing yeah. like a sitar or something. He yeah. would say, come in, lay it down. Yeah. Well, well, he knows a few folks out there. And, uh, you know, we have we have uh, a couple other, you know, friends like uh, Fred Reck, who is also a producer. Uh, he works, yeah, he, he works with West Dre. West Coast and, legend, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he he had a lot of links to people out there in Egypt who he, he, he uh, introduced mugs to, and they you know, Muggs just sort of made his his rounds out there and put this thing together in, in such a way that, you know, people are flipping out off of because it doesn't sound like anything right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, uh, you know, when they hear the rest of the piece, it's they're, they're going to trip out because it's, it's like it, it is a trip. The album that we're talking about right now comes out Friday, this yes. Friday. Yes. So it's make sure and pick that up, Elephants on Acid. And then you're going to tour? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, give us some information. Like, <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, you guys don't tour just like Milwaukee and Cleveland. Like, you end up everywhere, especially yeah. with this record. I feel like you're going to probably have a lot more travel to tour a, a world record. Really, we got like South United States, South yeah. America dates, Europe dates coming up before this year's over. Yeah, that's all going to be good stuff. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I think you're going to be in Southern California in Oct late October. October, yeah, where we. Uh, brought back our haunted hill to to california sweet you know people had been asking and complaining <laughs> hey why don't you bring this to god damn it it's not here <laughs> i know someone like that yeah uh, is that you I, yeah on the air i did yeah, it so when they announced la i was like what yeah you know because <laughs> finally because pe people would hit me on twitter and people would hit me on instagram and anywhere else they can get a hold of me they're like hey man la dude What's up? Why do you hate your home? Yeah, like what? 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 They, we're not good enough for you anymore. You got to be on the East Coast. Damn, I lifted myself all the way up. Here. Yeah, you, you did. did. Yeah, yeah. This is awkward. Like it, doesn't, it doesn't look weird at all. Be real. Just adjusted his chair so that his head's down. hitting the roof. Yes, <laughs> I'm very tall right now. Uh, but this yeah. is the highest he's ever been. <laughs> Uh, you know, that's I doubt a good it. one. See what you did. Sorry, See what you, you did. did there. You had yeah. to go. Oh, there. They're like heroes of mine. I had to ruin one joke. That's awesome, though. That was good. Thanks. I would, I would have used that on me. All right, all right. The guys from Cypress Hill are here. We need to take a break. Uh, we'll be back in a second here on the world famous K Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K Rock. Send Dog is here. Be Real is here. Yep, Cypress yep. Hill. Yep. Uh -huh. Welcome back. And Elephants on Acid comes out this Friday. Correct. Mm -hmm. yep. And that song's crazy. Tell us about that one. Yeah, tell us about Brevi. Somebody passed me her demo, and it was on a night that I was having a bad night. And I was like, okay, yeah, check it out. I'll, I'll listen to it. And I, I stuck it in the side slot of the passenger seat of the door. You know how they have those mm -hmm. sure. slots right there. Never meaning to and, go back to it. Yes. And for, like, months... Every time I accelerated or hit the brakes, I'd hear this CD. <laughs> <laughs> and it was driving me 
sure. nuts. <laughs> so I was like, this freaking CD better be good. <laughs> and I, you know, opened it up, and man, she blew my mind. And eventually her and Muggs met. And she liked doing that dark style of music, you know. So this album is perfect for her? Yeah, well, just the the combination of, of Muggs' style of production, you know, at any given point, because that's, you know, his favorite style is to do dark, obscure type of stuff. Right. You know, it's about finding people you have chemistry with and who get it. And Brevi definitely got it, and he got Brevi. Mm-hmm. And when they started work, when we started working on the album and stuff like that, that track came came to us, and she was already on the chorus. And I was like, wow, via that connection. How often do people hand you music and say, check this out? And often. how often is it? And how often is it that great? All the time. <laughs> I got I got two boxes at home and one says good stuff on it, kinda. And the other one says bad stuff on it. <laughs> so Why do you keep a box with bad stuff? Because somebody took He's their time nice. to make it and give it to me, He's and I feel nice. bad just throwing Aww. somebody's music away. The least but. you can do is call it bad stuff. Right? But, yeah. <laughs> you keep it in a box called bad stuff? Yeah, I don't know that that's better. They don't know, though. The, okay. the box with bad stuff has way more stuff in it than the box <laughs> so, <laughs> Hey, so guys, yes. when you when you give Send Dog a, a CD... Most of the times end up in the bad, in the bad stuff, stuff box. but it will be kept. You, you know, know what I would kept. do? Yeah. Just write good stuff on it, and then you're all confused, yeah. Yeah. and you just put it in the good stuff Hey, box. what's up, yeah. Sendog? I'm, right? uh, I'm MC Dope. This is my record, Good Stuff. This is the right? good stuff. I hope you got a <laughs> box saying. for it. Yeah. Right. With a name like MC Dope, you're going straight to the yeah. box. <laughs> <laughs> straight there. And then the box is being labeled not so dope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'll, I'll get CDs too, but you know... Um, um, <laughs> Just most of the time, they don't pay off like that, most, I assume. No. Well, because a lot of people convince themselves that they're really dope, and they don't have friends that are honest with them and telling them, hey, you need work. I heard that you were doing a documentary. Is that yeah. true? Yeah, we're, we're uh, starting up a, a Cypress Hill documentary. We didn't want to do like a biopic or anything like that. I mean, because obviously, you know, we don't want to follow trends ever. You know, we're, right. we're always trying to be different be ourselves but be different and out of the box and stuff like that so we figured you know let's just do a documentary instead of of a biopic because people you know would expect now that nwa has done one and other groups are trying to follow suit and do that that we would be another one to do that let somebody do that later right now we'll do a documentary and i was gonna say what kind of footage do you have for it from way back yeah from way back yeah yeah we We got stuff from the 80s and stuff no kidding (laughs) yeah i don't know how they found that (laughs) wow i want to see that now, are you doing an Indiegogo campaign to raise money for yeah. it? Yes, you yeah. are. And when does that start? October 15th. October 15th. Yeah, October 15th. That's yeah. when you're going to start raising money for it. How much money right. do you think you'll need? That would probably be for the producer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, uh, you know we love you here at K-Rock, and we always appreciate you guys taking time and coming in to Thank talk you. to us about this. And yeah. the tour is going to be fantastic with uh, Hollywood Undead. Tickets for that go on sale Friday? Yes. Yes? Yeah. And, uh, and the documentary goes on Indiegogo on October 15th. And yep. then that's going to happen very soon, I hope. And new album this Friday. New album this Friday that's called right, Elephants, yes. Elephants on Acid Yeah, yeah. yeah. is so, the name of that. So when are you guys visiting my Dr. Green Thumb dispensary? I mean, you know, I mean, what are you doing now? there in Silmar <laughs> with so many great flavors. I mean, what's going on with you guys? What are you doing right now? 
You know what? When I want weed, I go. You know where I gotta go? I gotta go to Silmar. (laughs) (laughs) I'm motivated enough to smoke weed, but also go to Silmar. (laughs) It would be worth the trip. We would come to your place anytime. Maybe I'll get a drone. (laughs) I just travel. That has some range. I do agree. If you could buy weed from any rap group, buying weed from Cypress Hill would be insane. Agreed. That's like a make a wish. (laughs) You know, um, wishes come true. (laughs) You want to get? You want to give the uh, the address? It's. 12751 Foothill Boulevard, Silmar, California. And that's just one That's just store? That's the first one. Are you going to have? Yes. Uh, we're we're uh, working on opening the next one out in Palm Desert and the third one downtown Los Angeles. All right. That's awesome. That yeah. sounds good. Well, it's worth a trip to, to Silmar for that then. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I promise all the flour there is remarkable. It, it, it definitely is worth it. I don't think he's talking about flour. <laughs> I think I'm talking about everything. <laughs> Thank you, Be Real, for coming in. We appreciate it. Thank Thanks you, Send Dog. You yeah. guys are Thanks awesome. For us, Legends. Man. We love having you. Yes, thank Legends. you. Thank you. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. We forgot to mention that Cypress Hill is having a record release party mm-hmm. at their marijuana dispensary a Saturday afternoon from 2 to 4. Mm. The address is Dr. Green Thumbs, 12751 Foothill Boulevard in Silmar, California, from 2 to 4. Muggs, Sen, and B will be there uh, signing autographs. Where's, what's a- up with Bobo? Huh? It's a sober party, though, right? Like, there's no weed or alcohol there. I, I would guess that's yeah. true. It's a Christian, <laughs> it's doc, a Christian at, thing. At Dr. Green Thumbs. Yeah. Yes, I would uh, agree that that's the case. Yeah. Allie, what's happening? Hey, Kevin, I'd like to tell you. You guys know my obsession with all things This Is Us. Yes. It's the number one drama on television. Right. A lot of people love to watch it and cry. Mm-hmm. They just love to feel. They love to get the emotions out. And by a lot of people, you mean you? Mostly me mm-hmm. in this room. I love that show so much it hurts. I've never seen it. Oh, my, it is relatable on every level. You know someone that went through something that one of the characters is going through. I've if nev- not yourself. I'm, I'm a pretty emotional person, uh-huh. and I do cry a decent amount. Yeah. I've never seen anyone like you that... Is you look forward oh, to yes. crying. Absolutely. It's a yeah. weird yeah. thing. As a kid, I used to call love songs on the coast and <laughs> like dedicate songs to boys that didn't even like me. I'd like, can you play Peter Cetera for Ramsey? Like sick, just so I could Yeah. That was me. This one like, goes out to young Allie. Right. Out in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. This goes to a boy who's never spoken to her. Ever. <laughs> Here's Celine Dion. Good luck, Allie. 68 degrees along the the coast. coast. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I I just always, I like to feel. Sure. It's odd. It's odd. Well, here's the thing with it coming back. Came back last night. But the five central cast members from This Is Us renegotiated their contracts, obviously, because it's the number one drama on television. Mm -hmm. Not only significant pay raises for the upcoming third season, but they're all now on the same page. They're all getting the same salary. All right. Which is helpful for morale of a TV show. Yeah. Here's what happened. Uh, Milo Ventimiglia made 115000 per episode. And then you've got um, Justin Hartley, who made 70000 And then kind of the most unknown actor, Chrissy Metz, who famously, when she got the job, had 81 cents in her bank account. Wow. She was making $40,000 an episode. Now, all five of the main ones, Milo, Mandy Moore, Sterling K. Brown, Chrissy Metz, Justin Hartley, will see their per-episode salary jump up to $250,000 
There are 18 episodes in the season. That brings their wow. total to four, Rich. 4.5 million per season. You Rich. did that math before, didn't you? Yeah, have it all written out. <laughs> you kidding me? We'd be on until 4 p.m. Me Good. doing that math. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah. Absolutely. And that Favorite Nations is such a big deal in TV right now yes. with what happened over uh, at a bunch of shows like yeah. Hawaii Five O and different people noticing that they weren't getting the same amount of money. Absolutely. Uh, and so... And you get it for, you know, the first season. You don't know how the show's going to do. You bring in someone that's a name versus someone it's their first job. Yeah, Mandy Moore's number wasn't in there, right? Uh, Mandy Moore, we don't Originally, know. Originally, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that that number must have been pretty high to get her on TV. I would have, I would think hers was the highest, yeah. then Milo. Yeah. And Which Sterling is, K. And Brown's Sterling. on it, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, that, 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 that number now would be insane to get them on Absolutely. TV. Absolutely. But yeah. it's really cool for them to be able to stand yeah. up for the lesser Absolutely. actors that don't have you know a, a bigger role. Thank for that. The friends. cast of Friends, yeah. Yep. yeah friends, created yeah. that idea. Absolutely. Why did you hate them so much, Kevin? I I didn't really hate them. Well, I just didn't see what the buzz was all about. I, we listened to some interviews. <laughs> you you hated them to their faces. Sitcom life. It was a good sitcom, right? It was a good sitcom. Yeah. I never really watched it either. Fine. Don't but care. It's fine. You know what drives me crazy, though, is every day since there's mm-hmm. been a, some kind of a magazine cover yeah. or a story yeah. or something about the fr- cast of Friends. Yeah. Every day since then. Yeah. When will they reunite? It was on like the 60s. Let's let it go. Oh, jeez. Yes. It was right? the 60s. I think. I don't remember. <laughs> well, let's talk about a show that we can all agree was one of the best ever on television. The Office, correct? Yes. yes. Okay, good, because I was going to fight both of you. <laughs> no, still watch it. If you've ever wanted to work at Dunder Mifflin or wondered what life in Scranton, Pennsylvania might be like, today is your lucky day. Through October 5th, you can purchase props from The Office in an online auction. Yay! Yes. ScreenBid is auctioning off hundreds of items, and it's all price points. Here are some under the $100 mark. Okay. For 50 bucks, do you want Toby's desk clock? Angela's wow. stuffed gray cat? Stanley's googly-eyed glasses or Dwight's airplane poster? Sure. You can get everything from phones, mock files, folders, all kinds of stuff, staplers, mouse pads. And then if you want to spend a little more money... What about Michael's Neon St. Pauli Girl beer sign? That's currently $1,500. Could go up. Oh, so this is an auction. Yes. Oh, this is going to get gross. Yeah. Yeah. Pam's reception desk? About a grand. Yeah. Right now. But then they've got chairs from the conference room, everything. So head on over to Screen screen Bid and put in your money. Hurts. <laughs> FYI, these get very expensive. Yes. These like TV show ones. Like I remember when they did the Lost one. Mm-hmm. The, someone paid for like the door of the plane, and I was like, that'll go for a couple grand. It went for like 150 <gasps> grand. That's crazy. Yeah, That's nuts. Some stupid. And thing. I always try to picture them afterwards, going, no, no, seriously, it's the door from. Who cares? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No one cares. And where in your house is it? Right. Just like propped up in the garage. Well, like- I've been telling people that my mugs are from Cheers for years. It's like, oh yeah, this Kirstie Alley drank out of this, and no one knows. No, no one, one knows. knows right. Yeah, totally right. They can't source you. Absolutely. Totally, totally right. What do you think about a musical version of Cameron Crowe's Oscar-winning 2000 film? Vanilla Sky. Almost famous. (laughs) Ah, close. Okay. Yeah. Stillwater, the band right up there on stage singing some tunes. Yeah. No? Not for me. I don't know if it's for me either. I love that movie so much. It depends. If it's well done, it's for everybody, pretty much. And if it's not, then no thanks. Absolutely. Hey, coming up, uh, I know Kevin is going to be all over this because he wants to go horseback riding with Madonna. I'll tell you how you can do that. It's my lifelong dream. Oh, my 
Gosh, your vision board. I mean, I thought it was weird that that was the main <laughs> focus of it, but it's all coming together. Some birthdays for you. Linda Hamilton, Olivia Newton-John, Serena Williams, and James Caviezel. Jesus. Indeed he was in the Passion of the Christ. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. We've had a, um ongoing problem mm-hmm. for, I'd say, three to four years mm-hmm. here at K-Rock, behind the scenes. Every day when we walk in, there's there's lighting in our studios. Right. And every day when we walk in, it's different. Uh-huh. And we can't figure out what are people doing the rest of the day. It's fine for... I'm standing behind the microphone in front of the controls. It's fine for me. Right. Yes. So why would anybody need to change any of the lights anywhere? Yeah, I'll show up and I'll look over at where Kevin is standing. And I've got three lights now shining directly in my face to the point where you look away and you just see black dots <laughs> for five minutes. And we have track lighting, which I think is probably important for people to understand. Yes. That these things mm-hmm. can be moved around. They can be taken out. They can be right. directed different ways. Right. And sometimes I feel like I've come in here and felt like I'm being interrogated. Right, right? exactly. Like where were lights. you on the night of... Yeah. Yeah. On my face. So this has been a big question mark. So we keep trying to figure out why would anyone else need to move the lights and who's doing it? Who? Mm-hmm. So Allie texted me the other day and said, Megan, right now, check check out Megan's Instagram stories. Check mm-hmm. Megan Holiday's Instagram stories because it's her laying on the ground just, you know, being Megan because she gets very bored late at night. <laughs> and then she zooms in on Engineer Rich on a ladder Fixing lights, and then I I text everyone, and I said, we have found the person that moves the damn lights directly into our eyes. Damn you, Megan Holiday. Damn you. And then I texted her the same thing. Damn you. You're the person that changes the lights all in caps. Mm -hmm. And she said, it's not me. It's not me. It's not me. It's Stryker. Wow. But they do it during my shift because Ah. they don't have time during his or whatever. So they can blame someone else. Right. Yes. So we've got Stryker on the phone. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Kevin, Jensen, so, and Allie. So Hi, you're the one. So this has been you the whole time. For many, many years, I walk in the studio, the old studio, the mm-hmm. new fresh studio, which has beautiful carpet. Right. Already has crumbs everywhere in it. Sure. You're welcome. The lighting shines in a way over the back of my head, into over my shoulder, over the microphone stand, right. and creates a shadow where the buttons are. There's and no I shadow. What? The, I'm standing sh- right where you're talking about. There's no. Sh- my shadow is over to the left, over the phone. Well, good for you. I'm <laughs> What? So you guys have different shadows. No, okay, so shadows different are shadows. Well, it is okay. different times of day. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, the a good sun point. Isn't a yeah. You have to place. think about the sun. Okay. Yeah. So, Striker, every day you would change it. I'm not saying every day, but I would kneel down on those swivelly, dangerous chairs, yeah. right? And I would t- take my shoe off and hammer at the light up there. It's a until lot. Until it got out of the way. It's a lot easier just to climb on the tabletop and stand on it, and then you can just move it with your hand. What are you throwing shoes like, for? Yeah. It seems like an inexact science. Oh, I knocked it too far. Now I got to throw a shoe from the other side. Wait, checking the wind? <laughs> it just works. All it takes, because I don't know how those lights work. 
Jensen's just called a track lighting. I don't even know what track lighting is. There's a bunch of lights. They aim weird. The There's a track, and you can Sound, move. By the way, this is what you would do in testimony. A lot of, like, I don't recall. I don't know what right. track lighting right. is. This is what he would do if we put him on a trial right. up on the sand. I mean, this is exactly mm-hmm. how a bad witness, someone who is guilty, yeah. would talk. So, Stryker, when you walk in for your shift, the lighting is all wrong every day. The lighting is all wrong. I don't care where it's shining everywhere else. I of swear I don't you mind. Don't, striker. Because yeah. you Allie, don't care about anybody right but yourself. In my eyeballs. Oh man, <laughs> the shadow is so strong. <laughs> Coming, it, it it feels like the sun mm-hmm. and the shadow. I can't even see the buttons, and the, it shades out. I can't read my writing. And that's that's a hundred percent absurd. Striker, does Striker that... have a lighting team? <laughs> Yeah, you should. Here's the thing I don't get, Stryker. Dare I say, Kevin Ryder has an immense head. It is huge. It's a noggin. Shouldn't, All right, take it easy. Shouldn't the board just be completely blacked out with Like him? an eclipse. That's what I'm saying. So what's with your head, Stryker? So it's not at all. So what's up? I, I thought I was going on the air today to talk about having a good memory or, mm-hmm. like, maybe you would even bring up, I don't know, the new studio or how I saw it. Oh, we're bringing up the new studio. The- That's the topic. Yeah, it is. You're right. <laughs> Why is somebody changing the lights every day in the new studio is, is the question. I, I'm telling you, the shadow is the worst thing. It's blocking my view of the board. It's just I've okay. been pressing. I stopped a song in the middle. I talked over something with the mics not on oh, the other I day. Oh, I do that. I, I do that, Striker, but that's my fault. That's that's human error. <laughs> that has nothing to do with life. That's not there's a shadow on the board. For a so second, I, I was like, maybe Striker's right. Nope. <laughs> no, no, no. You can't see it enough to turn on your own mic. B.S. <laughs> Rich, that engineer, was he was looking at me. In the craziest way, when I was telling him about the light, he mm. I know he was thinking, we've been working on this freaking studio for so long. He right. asked me about track lighting right now. Mm-hmm. And, and the light is... what track lighting is, huh? Oh, sounds like, <laughs> right? exactly. sounds like we need to, uh, to readjust our questioning. And right. let's be honest. Rich, the engineer, on a ladder fixing lights for you. The man is doing God's work. He is a goddamn engineer. He shouldn't be fixing lights. He went to school for that. Engineering, not lighting. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and when we have to move the lights back, we don't have an engineer. We just climb up and do it. Well, yeah, we make Ruben or Chip do or it. Or Chip, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, well, listen, I listen. don't apologize. Uh, listen. No apology. Not- you listen to no. me. Leave the lights where they are. I'm sorry. I cannot. I'm going to have That shadow is too much. I- oh, shit, here you we remember go. in Casino? It's out. Race war! It's not a race war. It's not, race I mean, it's, war's it's, on, everybody! It's, it's, not, it's, going, down. Race. it's going down! It's all the race same race. Come on. Okay. Race war. All right. Feels like uh, a race war. <laughs> I, I, do, I do think we're throwing a bit of a gauntlet here, though. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? I, I'm saying we're we're telling them don't do it again. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or? Well, we'll have to th- talk about that. As or a team. we don't know yet, Striker. Yeah. We're working Can on that. Can you bribe me with anything? Hello, it, bribe you. No, we're asking you to keep the studio the way it is. We're gonna, we don't need to bribe. Have you considered a miner's hat? <laughs> That's a good answer. Oh, I, I am not. I'll, I'll give you another one. A miner's hat I, with a little light yes. on the front of it. Yeah. I have another idea. He travels around with a man mm-hmm. who's holding one of those old, old camera tiny, flash, like and then a, every time they're going to do a cue, yes. real yes. hard, and then the whole studio lights up, yes. and then back to normal lights. I like it. Have you considered that? If I produce this, pass the mic. 
Drop the mic, I mean, and now he's telling me how to do lighting. Not even saying my name right. <laughs> not even saying my show's name right. Listen, Stryker, you have been you have been told do not touch the lights. You, I don't want to mix any words. Don't touch the lights. That's it. I'm sorry, I cannot do that. Uh, well, then you'll have to live the consequences. Wow. Fight, 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 fight. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. K Rock. Q. Jensen, give us a tiny bit of background for Little Zan. Oh, it's something I never wanted anyone to say to me. Uh, listen, Little Zan is a SoundCloud rapper uh, who look he looks very meager. He's like a little little white kid, and his face is tattooed up like a monster. He yeah. has like tons of different things. I know he just got like slime oozing out of his eye. He has like a number on his face. He looks. I mean, insane. He looks like the poster for why old people hate young people. Oh Do you know what I mean? And yes. his, his music isn't great. It's just sort of like uh, mumbling and I don't know. I uh, Get off my lawn. Here's the he- uh, headline. Uh, Lil Zan went to the hospital after eating too many mm-hmm. flaming hot Cheetos. Yep. You oh, thought we were going to no. say mushrooms. Right? Yes. We didn't. Flaming hot Cheetos. He went on to say it ripped something in my stomach. I'm not sure he knows that because he posted that in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. Well, yeah. he's also a PhD. Well, I don't. Yeah. Th- is he a PhD? Because you didn't mention that in the first part of it. Oh no, he's not. I thought he was. Okay, right. yeah. Yeah. did some research, figured out. His <laughs> so just yeah. a self-diagnosis. I ate a crap ton of hot yes. Cheetos, and now my and stomach, stomach line hurt. is ripped. So he called an ambulance. <laughs> yeah. and got taken to the hospital. Now, I think this is back in his room, the next Instagram that he's uh, putting up, talking about he had to go to the hospital, but he's back, he's packing for his tour, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Yeah, I went to the hospital today, you know, getting ready to pack for this tour. I just want to let everybody know I was in the hospital, not due to any drugs, but I guess I ate uh, too many hot Cheetos. That's a drug. And uh, it ripped. (laughs) It ripped. Something in my stomach open, so I puked a little blood. So we good. We good. Puked a little blood. Doesn't seem ideal. No. <laughs> little Xan is short for little Xanax. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were afraid for his safety over time. He's a big drug kid. Okay. I do like the idea, though, that the one thing that did get to him was <laughs> one of America's favorite snacks. Uh, I just love hot you got to imagine when you go to the emergency room mm-hmm. and you tell them what's wrong with you. And then they have the bulletproof glass. So you have to yell so yeah. that everybody in the room can hear you. And then you have to yell, I ate too many hot Cheetos. Yeah. Isn't the diagnosis usually my booty be burning? That is what they say. Well, that's what the yeah. doctor tells you. Right. But this <laughs> time it's the stomach. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Also, I do think it's funny that he went to the hospital and he's very tough looking in a sense. He's not a tough kid, but he's mm-hmm. tough looking and he has all these crazy tattoos. And they must have hurt to tattoo on his face. But the thing that brought him down <laughs> yes. is the snack. So what we're going to talk about is lame reasons you had to go to the hospital. Yeah. It's not something that you're necessarily going to brag about for life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like little Zan, two years from now, isn't going to be going. Oh, no, little, Zan, to- little Zan won't be alive. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> let's, be, let's be honest. Here, guys. Yeah. So, so my example still stands. He yeah. won't be talking about this flaming yeah, hot Cheetos. It's not going to end well. Uh, you had one, Jensen? Uh, yeah, in high school, uh, we had just got a family dog, an adorable Shih Tzu. Mm-hmm. And the Shih Tzu uh, and I had no, I'd never had a dog before. So I didn't have some, you know, no real connection or understanding of the behavior. Mm-hmm. And so waking up in the morning real early for school, it's like, you know, 6 a.m. or something. And I'm looking in the mirror, putting a Q-tip in my ear, cleaning it out. 
I uh, hear a little bit of a tap tap. Look behind me. Oh my god, it's my adorable little dog. Keep my Q-tip and I go, "What's up? How you doing? How you doing?" And then Ruff, and he barks and kind of jumps at me a little, not <laughs> not in a mean way at okay. all, in an adorable Excited, way. Sure. Right. And I poof, puncture my eardrum with the Q-tip. Oh my gosh! And the pain. Echoed through every joint, body, tendon, bone, everything through my entire aura. <laughs> it stung. I felt an echo. Uh, and then the, the sound, po- no no sound out of that ear anymore. You couldn't hear No, at nothing all. at that point. Wow. Just almost like a, my heartbeat, which I may be making up now, <laughs> like an astronaut. Uh, and then I look in the mirror, and now my hand is no longer on the Q-tip, but it is gouged into my ear. And it's still there. The oh, Q-tip yeah, is still there. Okay. It, deep. And, I, and it's blood just gushing oh, out of man. my ear, down my face. So I'm like 17, and I just scream, ah! I scream at the top of my lungs, pain, murder. Uh, my parents run in. Uh, they uh, pretty much figure out what's going on fast. Uh, they rush me to the hospital. They take out the the uh, the Q-tip, Q-tip out of my right. ear, and uh, I lose some hearing that day. Forever? Uh, yeah, not a ton, but a, a, a small percentage. I'd probably say like 10% of that ear went away. Oh my the goodness. rest is from listening to rap very loud. But at 17, you're embarrassed to go to a hospital for that reason. Yeah, I mean, I wanted right? to tell people that I was stabbed or <laughs> that I... Uh, oh, yeah, I got stabbed in the ear. Yeah, but no. But I'm good. Yeah, or that, you know, like I got punched or something. But eventually I told someone and then it got out and that was yeah. a bit of a laugh. I have a story. Okay. Yes, yes. Um, it was the year 2000, oh. and the Backstreet Boys had released oh, no. Burger King, like little figurines. Okay. And it was the day they were out, mm-hmm. and my friend Megan Henderson and I wanted to get to Burger King in between <laughs> our shifts. So she, at the time, had a tiny little Acura. And you know cars that are lower to the ground, sometimes you open the door and you just put your whole body weight in as yes. you're getting in? Right. I didn't clear the top of the door. Oh, no. So I hit my head so hard that everything went black for a little bit. One of those, like, you're seeing stars. No, I didn't see anything. I was, like, temporarily oh, blind. God. We went to Burger King. <laughs> I got the Brian Littrell one, which was very exciting. He's the one that had the heart condition. Very <laughs> concerned about him. So I got Stand that. Target. And then I got back to to where I was, and I was like, I, sh- I should go to the hospital. Went to the hospital and had to explain to them that I most likely have a, a head injury, yeah. possibly brain trauma, because I wanted to be the first to get the Backstreet Boy figurines at Burger King. Hmm. Wow. Not a cool way to be injured. It's a really. big old loser story. <laughs> you didn't even yeah. do, I, at least mm-hmm. would have got the action figure of the one who looks like a magician. That's Kevin. Yeah, yeah. I love that yeah. one. I love that sure, guy. Sure. <laughs> looks like he's always about to do a trick. Always has a cape. Yeah, he's always sure. just like... <laughs> yeah. Gone. All right. We are going to take your calls. 1-800-520-1067. Let's take one call before the break. Let's make it Edwin in uh, Lakeview Terrace. Good morning, Edwin. Hey, good morning. So... Um, my stove was off, and um, we were we were trying to cook some food. Right? We were trying to actually boil some water for for my for my kids. We we're trying to try and give them some some chop some ramen noodles. Right. So we had an electric pan, and we plugged it into the wall. And uh, my wife was running the water, and it, it cut the power to the house. So everything went dark. We couldn't see anything, and I didn't know what was going on. I was I was in the other room, so the power went out. I called my girl. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, oh, I'm going to go flip the switch real quick, the, the circuit breaker. So I walk into the living room. Uh, I'm into the kitchen. I couldn't see anything, so I sat down, 
as the the boiling water was on the pan and uh, everything's hot. So as, as soon as I sit down, I could feel the burn. Right, right? Wait, so when you sat in the pot of hot water, boiling water? Yeah, yeah. The, one of those electric, little cheap, you know, right. the ones mm-hmm. you plug in. And all I could feel was my testicles, my boots. <laughs> Go on. And my cheeks yeah. burning, Oof. burning hot. Yeah. As soon as I get up, as soon as I get up, I, I just t- I take everything off real quick. Just drop my trousers, everything to the floor, and the, the back of my legs are coming down. All the hot water the, down the back of my legs. <laughs> Instant blisters. Edwin, blisters right away. Edwin, did you serve your children butt ramen? <laughs> That's no. a great question. With with, uh, with meatballs. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> they had a vending machine. They had a vending machine, chips, hot Cheetos. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Uh. <laughs> Thanks for the call. 1-800-520-1067. Your calls are next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Let's take one call. Let's make it Sergio and Whittier. Good morning, Sergio. Hey, good morning, fellas. So you had a uh, very embarrassing reason to go to the hospital. Yes, uh, I was actually drunk, and location doesn't matter, but my wife says, if you love me because she was drunk too, you'd give me a piggyback ride. I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> so when she went to jump on my back, I overcompensated by throwing her over, which made her land higher up on me. So I stumbled, fell, hit my head on the concrete, and suffered a concussion, and she has suffered a broken clavicle. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. God. How romantic. <laughs> Am I right? Uh, but I loved her, though. I proved that I loved her. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> All right. Uh, Flamin' Hot Cheetos is the reason little Zan had to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Tore his stomach up. Tore his stomach up, mm-hmm. he said. I don't know that that's ne- necessarily a medical um, observation, but that's what he felt yeah, like. Yeah, self-diagnosis. So. so he went to the hospital because of Flaming Hot Cheetos. So we're talking about lame reasons that you ended up having to go to the hospital. Uh, Polo in Rosemead. Hi. Hi, guys. How are yeah, you? Basically, uh, I was about six. Uh, uh, good, thank you. I was uh, six years old. Uh, I was getting a beer for my dad, and uh, I slammed my uh, finger on the door. Oh, that hurts so much! And it, uh, it, yeah, yeah. I uh, cut off a tendon. It, it, it uh, cut off half my, my half my fingernail. Oh my god! And he was very concerned about yeah, his he beer. Was very concerned. He was like. Yeah, about the beer. Where's my beer? Like, Where's the beer? Yeah. yeah. And uh, no, I was very proud because I got it to him, but he just told my mom and my grandmother to take me to the uh Yeah, because he, he had beer, a beer though. to drink. Yeah. Don't be ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, he had some work to do. You were like, I lost my finger. He's like, I lost my buzz. <laughs> Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Let's go to uh, Mike and Tustin. Good morning, Mike. Hey, how are you? Good. Thank you. How are you? Good. Um <clears throat> My story starts out, and it's um, with my brothers in the basement. They were mischievous. I was about seven years old, and uh, involves a bowl of popcorn. Uh, what they did is, as we're eating the popcorn, the seeds are at the bottom, and they said, "Hey, I got to show you a little trick we can do. You put this seed in this ear. Oh no! Shake your head, and it can come out the other ear. Aww. So, so I, of course, uh, they left. They left us alone." And I'm with my younger friend, and we said, well, let's try it. So, so put a popcorn seed in one ear, and um, guess what happened? Yeah, so, yeah that didn't that put me in the hospital. Oh, so it didn't work? Uh, no, it did not I work. Okay. It came okay. out the other side. Okay, yeah. got it. I think got that's it. what he's saying, yes. All right. Um, wow, I can't believe Sam. This is scary. Hey, Sam. 
Good morning, guys. Good morning. So I was working on my, <laughs> I was working on my truck and uh, Jesse Reed. This is Santa Monica. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well done. I love that guy so much. Uh, it was a good. It was a good setup. He always mm-hmm. does that. Oh, he always I calls know. it. He gets past yeah. the screeners oh, and he always he does. He deserved that. it. That's he's, good. he's awesome. That's good. All right, let's go to Shannon in Huntington Beach. Good morning, Shannon. Good morning. So you were injured in a lame way and had to go to the hospital. Yes, chips are dangerous. Chips. I had a tortilla tortilla chip to the eyeball, scratched my cornea. Oh. Were you, like, biting into it and it, like, ricocheted? Did you miss your mouth by that no. far? What happened? <laughs> no, I was grabbing a bag from the walk-in pantry. All the lights were off. Tortilla chip fell from the bag and just landed in my eyeball. I didn't oh. have time to respond. Oh. What are the, uh, the nurse said it was the worst injury she had seen, aside from, like, nail gun to the eyeball. What? Oh, oh my. It was yes. that bad? Chips are dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> said it for years. All right. Thank you much uh, for the call. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Scott in Burbank. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, guys. Uh, long time listener, first time caller. Thank you very much. Bang, bang. Lame reason you went to the hospital. So I was uh, 17. I was uh, remodeling my uh, kitchen with my parents, and I decided to take the circular saw outside. I was chopping the wood. So I stand up from uh, using the circular saw and then rub it right across my leg, and I gasped, giant gasp. Oh. You cut your leg open with a saw. With a circular saw, yes. Circular saw. Oh, my God. That seems like yeah. a good reason to go to the hospital. Yeah, that's that's a yeah, yeah. No, so my my mother was in the um, in the um, kitchen. I'm like, I'm in trouble, I'm in trouble. Yeah, he's basically <laughs> he's basically Leatherface, <laughs> running <laughs> running through the streets with a chainsaw. Mm. All right, thank you, Scott, for the call. Uh, let's go to Saul and Torrance. Good morning, Saul. Good morning, guys. Um, all right, so. Um, I was 15 at the time. I was just getting my braces, and I had to get teeth pulled. And so I'm in the on the table, and the moment the doctors leave the room, they're done taking my four teeth out. They leave the room to go get some equipment, and my in a high state said, "I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna go home." Excellent. Mm-hmm. Good choices. <laughs> I I got up from the from the chair. I walked to the front door. This is maybe like 20 feet. I looked back at my dad waiting in the waiting room. I said, Dad, I don't feel, and I blacked out. Hit my head on the coffee table. Oh. Don't remember the drive to the hospital. Got to the hospital. Oh, And my no. dad said, hey, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm, I, you know, I just woke up. I'm like, I feel great. I'm good. There's a gash on the side of my head, and I'm, laying, I, I'm sitting in the car. And the moment I stepped out, I said, I feel good. I took a step, blacked out again. <laughs> so. That's on your dad at that point, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, you've already really, blacked told, out once. Well, I I give him crap for it all the time. I'm like, you should have had your arm around me. You yeah. should have been with me. Yeah, he should have been weakened at Bernie's in you, like, into yeah, the space. Yeah. He didn't love you, Saul. I'm sorry. I would have loved it if he made me a puppet. I would have yeah. loved it. Yeah. No, thank, love you. You. thank you for calling and for listening. We appreciate it. And let's take one more. Let's make it uh, Nicole in Santa Monica. Hi, Nicole. Hi there. Hi. Hi there. Okay, so I was a senior in high school, and um, I got to school, and I noticed my hands started turning blue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as second period came along they were still they were getting more and more blue yikes and it was really freaking me out and so i went i was asking my friends they're like i don't know you should go to the nurse so i went to the school nurse she didn't know what was going on she's like i, I don't know i gotta call your mom called my mom 
Mom comes to pick me up. She's freaking out. Nobody knows why my hands are turning blue. So I end up going to the emergency room. My mom takes me to the emergency room. We sit in and we're waiting for the doctor to come in. The doctor comes in. The doctor has no idea why my hands are turning blue. Um, they're more now. They're way, way more blue than they were at the beginning of the right. school day. And uh, so they run a bunch of tests. They take my blood. I got an MRI. Um, <laughs> whole bunch of stuff and it turns out i was wearing new blue jeans well i'm sorry no i'm sorry hold on <laughs> the ink is coming off it you were wearing new blue oh. jeans yeah my jeans were brand new they were brand new blue jeans. i was hoping maybe the jeans were too tight they were cutting off circulation it was the dye from your jeans it's nicole so good new blue jeans so good yeah, everyone in my family had been alerted. I was going to the emergency room for blue hands. Oh, oh my God. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Very good. That's very good. <laughs> yes, we do. Thank you very much you. Uh, for the call. We appreciate it. I would like to play real quick our uh, remix of the Hot Cheetos Kids. Uh, it's about 30 seconds. When I eat hot Cheetos, I get crazy. Hot Welcome to the studio, Melissa Carbo, and welcome, Melissa. Hey, hello, thanks for Melissa having me. is the person behind Los Angeles Haunted Hayride. Yeah, yeah, I know about it well. It's a <laughs> Los Angeles staple for yeah. Halloween. You went on it, right? I've went numerous times. Okay. I, I have uh, stories that I think are both scary and weird. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. one year, a clown ran up to the hayride, mm-hmm. ran up to the tractor. Mm-hmm. I was with a female who was blonde. Screaming, yelling, then got real close to her ear and said, "You look like Daryl Hannah," and then just walked away. <laughs> and it was Daryl Hannah. No, it was just nope. a girl who looked oh. like Daryl Hannah. It was terrifying. <laughs> and then another time, we were with a group of like eight or ten people walking around. There's many things to do. There's the hayride. There's a maze. There's uh, like candied apples. There's all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And we're walking around, and uh, a, 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 she she sets it up so that there are people uh, in the environment walking mm-hmm. around with you. So like a zombie or a you know whatever murderer, uh, and uh, or a guy who vapes. I don't know. That sure. sounds terrifying too. And so we're walking around, and this uh, ghoul starts following us. And I mm-hmm. think that's part of the bit. That's like a thing they do. And then forty five minutes later, he's still with us. He the same group. The, yes, he daughter. never left. He was with us the whole time. He took a group photo with us. We have we have committed characters. You do. They commit. Yeah, they do. Fully committed. Tell yeah. me how this all got started. If you don't mind. Uh, no, for sure. So the LA Haunted Hayride started 10 years ago. This is our 10-year anniversary. I can't believe it's 10th anniversary already. Oh, my God. I know. Neither can I. So, um, But I lived in, in Westwood, California with my uh, my wife at the time, mm-hmm. Allison Richards, who's the co-founder. And um, we were creating these giant, elaborate Halloween displays in our yard. Like, I, I was basically throwing up Halloween on my neighborhood. And it was very, like, <laughs> soccer mom USA. Respect. Yeah. I was, I, I mean, I was next level. But it was a uh, very soccer mom USA, suburbia. Mm-hmm. And and um, they didn't really know quite what to think of us. But, man, Halloween night, they were all in the yard. Of course. And one night I looked out into the front yard and I saw, I mean, there were like 200 people, um, like, gathering. And there were parents, like, talking and canoodling in the front yard. And I was like, there's something to this, this Halloween holiday. 
Um, so I started doing the research on the revenue. And at the time, it was a $6.5 billion industry. Yeah, insane. That, I, I mean, from my perspective, was underserved in a market the size of L.A. At the time, mm-hmm. we only had, like, three mm-hmm. Halloween attractions. Um, so... I, the wheels just started going and I became a freight train that couldn't be stopped okay. on this like Halloween kick and um, created the very first LA Haunted Hayride because I was from New England and they were they were a big thing That's in New England. That's a big thing. So, yeah, so I, I had missed them here so I figured I'd bring the very first one and that was 2009. And people who haven't went or outside of LA don't know that the <clears> production <throat> value of these is extremely high. I mean, the makeup is is movie ready. The All the setups, it's not a cheap chintzy project. It's not cheesy. No, mm-hmm. no, it is done in a real horror movie way. Uh, and is that something that you guys had always uh, like strived to do, like to be just like a, like a horror movie? Yeah, exactly. I mean, for me, I was never going to jump in this, you know, endeavor and and try to do it in a small way. You know, we're, I mean, we're in Los Angeles. I wanted to do this and compete with the biggest and the best that were here. Um, Let me just stop you right there. Isn't that a little daunting to say all of these theme parks in this city do a huge Halloween thing? Now you're going to take them on you know, head first. That just seems daunting to me, no? Um, I mean, I thought it was exciting. You All know, right. this, to me, it was, you know, I was from this corporate American career and I'm uh, now I get to play in blood and guts for a living. Like, amazing. <laughs> like, let, Same. Like, bring it. You know, I'm like, I could do this 24 hours a day. So, yeah, I, I absolutely, I wanted to have, I wanted to be something different. You know, I didn't want to just be a, another theme park. So, right. you know, bring in, let's put a bunch of Los Angelinos in the woods at night and annihilate them. Like, <laughs> and right? each year it gets bigger and better yeah. at are you working on this all year round we do uh, the la haunted hayride is I, I would say it's a nine month you know production is that right from, wow. from concept to execution wow yeah and i i am sure because i have gone to it uh, with guy friends that are like hey if you need me i mean i'm right here in case you get scared those dudes are peeing their pants <laughs> has there ever been a situation where someone just loses it and you're like we've got to get this person calmed down Oh, ever every year. I yeah. mean, we have several of those. We strive for that. Yes, you know, we used to have teeth. You go, and <laughs> you, you'd get one if you did. Uh, they used to. When, <laughs> well, no, what I'm nothing, doing. By the way, right. nothing to do with being scared. I, I, I own the shirt because I have a problem. Uh, one time when we were walking out of the maze. Uh, you think you're safe. I'm not spoiling anything because this is a lot of mazes. You think you're safe, but then there's something when mm-hmm. you're out, you know? And there's a camera that was set up at that spot. So, yeah. like, we all thought we were pretty cool and pretty tough and pretty mm-hmm. cool guys. And we were like, that was a good maze. High five. We weren't that scared. And then that thing happened. And you see the And then picture. they took the photo. And then we looked online and we're like, no, nah, we were terrified. <laughs> like, actually scared. Yes. Like, want to go home. Uh, I but love I do it. love it. And, and people might know you also because you uh, went on on Shark Tank. I did. And with this idea, when it was kind of early in the mix, and you, I think, took home their largest investment at that time. Largest deal in the history of the show. Yeah, wow. still. Time. Yes. What year was that and how much? 2013, it was two million bucks. Wow. Jesus. No. I know. For scaring people. Can you believe it? You still, awesome. you still talk to Mark Cuban? Um, you know, I haven't talked to him in a few months. We, um, I sold the company. Allison and I sold our company, um, 1031 Productions, in January. So past that point, I think I've only talked to him like twice. 
Um, before that, yeah, he was very, very involved. So you sold it, wow. but you still run it? <clears throat> sold it, still run it. Um, I'm still involved in the new parent company that purchased it, 13th Floor Entertainment Group. They're incredible. They have Halloween attractions. We have Halloween attractions in <clears throat> like 15 cities now. That's smart. That's yeah. what you do. You create a company, you sell it, then part of the deal, Heck you yeah. stay on as a consultant. Heck yeah. Suck it, money bags, <laughs> Melissa. Yeah, right? That's what you do. Uh, what I you mean, do. one day, one day. Live in the American I, Maybe when I grow up, yeah. How many different things do you have at the Hayride? Uh, we have four zones. So we four have, zones. obviously, the Haunted Hayride, which is the main piece, um, and it's beautiful and gorgeous and magical. We have Purgatory, which is our village, um, the Dark Maze, which is called House of Shadows, and Trick or Treat, which is our, our own version of suburbia that we have erected, and you knock on doors and get tricks and treats. <laughs> How many people are hired every Halloween to work there? Uh, as cast? Yeah. We have about 250 cast members. Yeah, that's who you're up against. Yeah, it's yeah. a 30-acre attraction. Yeah. I mean, it's really weird to me, though, that you would say to somebody, follow a group for 45 minutes and yeah. don't stop. They like, never, that's he never your spoke job. to us. He never mm -hmm. spoke to us. He just walked with us. It's so just the creepy. same guy the whole way. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, it depends on your role, but there are certain roles that, you know, their job is to find somebody to play with for a while. And just hang out and try yeah. to scare the crap out of them. Yeah. <laughs> very, very scary. Well, that's how Jensen earned his t-shirt. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Me and Daryl Hannah. You didn't wear it today. <laughs> no, no. But that's because I'm embarrassed. I'm wearing diapers now. That's a, that is a badge of honor in yeah. our world. It's not as scary. Uh, it is the Los Angeles Haunted Hayride. It starts... Saturday, this Saturday. This yeah. Saturday, yeah. It's our 10-year anniversary, the biggest year yet. This Saturday through October 31st, it's at the old zoo area of Griffith Park. Which is a huge part of it. Yes. You're also in a abandoned zoo. Yeah, so spooky. As if you needed something else to be scared of. <laughs> the spirits of cheetahs and ostriches, they're all just <laughs> staring at you from afar. And tickets are only 26 bucks. You can get those at LosAngelesHauntedHayride.com. Melissa, you're an impressive person. Oh, man. Thanks. So are you guys. And thank you she for coming in. vision and she went with it. Right? Hey, and she, the American dream. That's right. And now she it. didn't even need to talk to Mark Cuban. She's like, I don't need to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking his calls anymore. <laughs> thank nope. you, Melissa. We appreciate it. Thank you. Bye now. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. Time for one more What's Happening with Allie McKay. So, on Monday, I brought you the story of Childish Gambino getting hurt hurt at his show in Dallas on Sunday night. So he left the show about 30 minutes early. People in the audience said something looks like he either landed on his foot the wrong way doing a dance move. Some people said he went down to the splits, wasn't sure if it was his groin, Oof. whatever it was. They couldn't figure it out. Q-tipped his ear. Q-tipped his ear because mm. um, his puppy barked. Yep. Not sure. But one thing I was sure of was I have tickets to tonight's show at the Forum, so <laughs> God, God knows it was going to be canceled. They're not tickets anymore now. Now they're just paper. Yes. Yeah. Uh, here's, That's so here's weird, the by the way. You're... God does hate you. Yeah, yeah, my my streak continues. Yeah. Because yesterday, the forum tweeted out, the Childish Gambino show at the forum has been postponed. Tickets will be valid at the newly scheduled date when announced. Thank you. And that was for today's show. Not sure yet how many shows he's going to pull out of. He has 11 more days, including a show next Wednesday at the Forum. Mm. Why can't you buy tickets like a Maroon 5 show? Like get, get the things canceled we want canceled. <laughs> yeah, trust me. A lot of people yesterday when I tweeted, the streak continues. People were like, please say you're not going to see. And then they list whatever band. I'm like, not a problem. You're fine. 
But yeah, every every show that I... Huh. It's ones that I really look forward to. Right. It's not ones that I'm like, oh, that'll be a cool the show. The more excited you yes. are, the higher probability of it canceling. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And uh, Dave, King of Mexico, made a joke. He's like, well, at least it's postponed for the date of weenie roast. <laughs> Meaning that I then couldn't go to it then, but uh-huh. it, that's not true, you guys. We don't know when it's coming we back. We have no so, idea. Yeah. Right. Stay tuned to the forum and keep checking to see how he's doing concerning next Wednesday we show. We do know that it will be bad for Allie whenever it is. Whenever yeah. it is. Yes, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We know that that's a thing. That's just how it is. Yep. That's how it goes. So, all of you that got to go to Childish Gambino, I'm glad you had fun. And screw you, Dallas, whatever you did to him. Although they say it was a pre-existing injury and he was in a wheelchair going to the iHeart whatever Ouch. concert. So He could sit in a throne like Dave Grohl did. That's, that's what I'm saying. What I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, you, you don't need do to that. be moving around. I mean, yeah, Donald Glover hasn't made a total career out of dancing in a video once. It means a lot to the entire nation right now. But yeah, sure, put him in a throne. One. <laughs> one is all I'm saying. Listen, I just wanted to hear sweatpants. I wanted to hear 3005. He's well, been doing yeah. all the shows. I just... Uh, you have on your phone, I assume. I do. Enjoy which is that. Very similar to a live concert, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Thank Same you. Thing. Thank you. Watch Community on mute. <laughs> I hate all of you right now. <laughs> hey, guys. Netflix announced yesterday that part two of its popular true crime docuseries, Making a Murderer, will premiere on October 19th. He is still. He being Stephen Avery, still maintaining his innocence, and uh, they're going to delve deeper into that whole story. If you haven't seen part one, oof, you sit down to watch one, then two, then three, and then you're ten in, and it's over, and you have flip flopped five, six times whether right. you think he's innocent or guilty. Let me ask you a question. Then. Yes. You watched all ten episodes. Yes. Now they're going to do another ten episodes mm-hmm. on the same story. How much new stuff can there be? Well, it left you with questions before, and right. I want to watch the different appeals that his nephew, Brendan Dassey, went through, because I truly believe that kid was railroaded. Okay. He just yes. wanted to go to WrestleMania. He just wanted to get out and go to WrestleMania. If you watch it, the conversations via phone with I his mean, mom. Forced <gasps> confessions are insane, and, and this is an oh. obvious one that you see. I mean, it's all weird. It's crazy. Just saying. But as, as far as returning true crime stuff, if people are into that, mm-hmm. I've been listening to the new season of Serial. Yes. I know a lot of people ducked out after season two. Didn't love season two season at all. Season three, I'm a couple in. It's very good. It follows really? a justice center, sort of just like a courthouse and jail mm-hmm. and prison. And they, it follows one office, one big building in, Ohio, in, in right? Cleveland. Okay. Yeah. And it's uh, it follows different cases for the whole season. It's great so far. Look all at right. us. Yeah. True crime. True crime. <gasps> True crime so popular, I'm nervous producers are going to kill people just to get Just content. to get the story? Yeah, just to get yeah. content. Plot twist. Yep. We're all dead. <laughs> what? That was weird. And then Will Smith jumps off the Grand Canyon. I love, uh, <laughs> you might not know this about me, I love murder and murder shows so much that it... Um, Don't say that. Don't... You're gonna, I love You're going to get them canceled. I love so, murder. I'm just saying you're going to get him canceled if you keep talking oh, yeah. about how much you love them. The Donald Glover of TV. Right. Yeah. So I'm just saying back down on that a little bit. Yeah. Can't you like young Sheldon? <laughs> <laughs> go, go to a taping of young Sheldon. Get tickets. It'll help everybody. You guys, I hate my, my karma when it comes to things I love. It's not great. Oh, no. All three of the true loves of my life mm-hmm. are dead. Jeez. So, no. 
Wouldn't that be amazing, <laughs> though? Like, I'm just murdering people. <gasps> it's the staircase. Oh, I do love that for a second you I were like, oh, like, my God. Talking about? It's the next yeah. season of Serial. Yeah. Thank you. Good stuff. You guys, Twitter is introducing a new policy to fight, quote, dehumanizing language. They're looking they? to continue ways to make its platform more hospitable. What exactly is dehumanizing language? Well, their definition is two categories. When users are denied of human qualities or denied of human nature. So they gave examples comparing users to animals or reducing groups to their genitalia. <laughs> There's I, still Nazis on there. They aren't getting it at What's all. What's happening? Before Twitter's new policy goes into effect on October 9th, users are able to submit their own thoughts on the new rules and if they can be improved. Because Twitter's great at listening to you. Really If is, you yeah. have problems. Also, I guess, before October 9th, get all that in. Uh, all that dehumanizing language hmm. possible. Yeah, I gotta uh, compare people to animals for the next yeah. two weeks. You know, you get a Why death threat. Why do I feel threat? like yeah. nothing's gonna be done? It no. won't. Okay. You get a death threat, you flag it, and yep. then you get an email an hour later. This doesn't violate our terms of conditions. Really? Because yeah. uh, this person said they wanted to stab me in, a, in the face with a... <laughs> so... I do that a that lot. That is a whole I, different story. I mouth words or yeah. I use hand signals. Mm-hmm. I'm on the radio. It's very yeah. helpful for it's a radio show. It's not helpful to anyone right. watching, no, but it makes Kevin laugh. People dig it. And really, that's that's <laughs> what I'm here for. People Let's dig be it. Honest. You a napper? Uh, no. I, especially really? since I've been getting up early. Are you a napper like her parents? Okay, gross. <laughs> I meant the literal definition of napper. Not the right. McKay nap. Right. Right. Uh, no, not really. Because I'll, I'll, I'll get I'll, I'll get so zoned out. No, see, people like you freak me out. Yeah, I dated a guy that could not understand my napping, and it just it didn't work out. You because napped. he wasn't a napper. But now, but before this job, you got up way earlier. Even. I got up at two thirty a.m. That's insane. Yeah. Now That's I sleep until three forty-five, and it is it's a dream, <laughs> you guys. But new research is backing up that some of us do need more sleep than others. Japanese scientists have located a mutation in a protein. They found it in mice that increases the amount of sleep that the animal needs, and they're now linking it to humans. So when you say to someone, no, I just, I need more sleep, I need to take a nap, there's science now that backs it up. Mm. I've always believed that. I've always believed. I don't need a lot of sleep. Everybody is different that way. Yeah. Yeah. So I have different protein. Sure. (laughs) It's science. If that's the word you want to use. Well, it's a, it's a protein called um, SIK3. It's a mu- Psych3. It's a, it's a mutation. This is a fake story. It's a fake story. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like you, everyone needs the same amount of sleep. Gotcha, Allie. It's a mutation called Catfish 4. What? <laughs> gotcha. So dumb. Burned. Birthdays for you. Serena Williams, Linda Hamilton, Olivia Newton-John, and James Caviezel. Jesus. Jesus, indeed. And that's what's happening. Thank you, Allie. And your drive home today, listen to the commercial-free 5 p.m. hour. Random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. We talk to Dr. Drew on Thursdays. We also talk to R.J. Bell about betting on the NFL. And Jensen is going to be back with Get Up On This. Uh-huh. We're excited about that tomorrow morning. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.